We Infuse Podcast, episode number 49. Welcome to the We Infuse Podcast. My name is Amanda Brummett. In every episode, we give you a seat at the table as we talk to Infusion Center owners, operators, and experts so that you can get the insight you need to run a thriving practice. In this episode, we talk with Woody Miller. He's the principal of AWP Consulting Services. Woody shares the importance of great distributor agreements and solid pricing so that providers can focus on what's most important, their patients. Hello again, it's Amanda Brummett, and as I said, I'm here today with Woody Miller. Woody's the principal at AWP Consulting Services. Woody, thank you so much for taking time to be here for the We Infuse podcast listeners. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I've heard a little bit about your background. It sounds fascinating. Can you tell our listeners about it and how you got into the infusion industry? Uh, certainly, yeah. No, and... Uh, Happy to uh, happy to be here. Uh, certainly uh, heard a lot about and uh, heard a lot about the uh, the podcast and have listened to it quite a bit. And so, really think it's a it's a great thing that we're doing for uh, for the industry. Um, I spent the last fourteen years of my career uh, in healthcare. Last thirteen of them, I was working for one of the large healthcare distributors, uh, Cardinal Health. Uh, I served in various roles across the infusion industry throughout my time at Cardinal. Um, primarily, uh, spent spent my uh, early years of my career in our corporate development group doing mergers and acquisitions uh, for the enterprise. So had the opportunity to uh, see a lot of different healthcare companies and a lot of different interesting things that were going on uh, across the uh, across the industry. Um, as part of that work, I was uh, had the opportunity to facilitate the acquisition of uh, Metro Medical. Um, and this was based in the, the greater Nashville area and was kind of Cardinal's uh, entrance into the uh, infusion space outside of oncology. Um, and so this is where I really began learning uh, more about the infusion business and a lot of the various therapy therapies that were being uh, introduced into the market. Um, you know, primarily we were, we were thinking about, you know, some of the biosimilar products that were coming out for infliximab um, and evaluating kind of, you know, how that would uh, impact the future of the, uh, of the industry. Um, after that, um, I, I then headed up our strategy team for our specialty solutions business segment. Um, we, we spent a lot of time thinking about various initiatives and partnerships for the business um, that would continue to support the, the infusion market. Uh, and this is about the time, I think, where I had the opportunity to meet Brian Johnson and, and Reese Norris of, of We Infuse. And this was probably around uh, 2018, I think, um, and and really learned more about what they were doing in, in the market, and became very intrigued with uh, with the technology that they were offering to uh, to, to customers. Um, after this, uh, I went on to become our national sales director for for Cardinals Infusion business, um, working uh, working at Metro Medical. Um, had the privilege of working with hundreds of rheumatologists, gastroenterologists, uh, neurologists, and ambulatory infusion providers across the country, uh, and really enjoyed that time. And, and that was really kind of the, the first experience I had of getting uh, you know, much closer to the patient um, and really uh, understanding some of the challenges that they were, that they were uh, experiencing. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've, I've always had kind of an entrepreneurial drive to, uh, to start and, uh, and run a business. Um, and within the last year or so, had the opportunity to start my consulting company, uh, AWP Consulting Services, 
um, when we were primarily, you know, focused on supporting infusion providers through the, the contracting process for specialty medications, uh, which, which we often find can be, you know, very complex and, and time consuming for them to manage. I bet. Now I have to ask what inspired you to make that jump? Cardinal is a great company and probably like many of our owners and operators, a lot of people had very comfortable jobs and then decided to make the leap and listen to that entrepreneurial call. What what did that for you? Yeah, it's it's a good question. Uh, you know, as as I mentioned, yeah, I always had an interest to do something. Uh, I think a lot of it really just precipitated around the fact that I identified kind of a need in the market. I, I really felt like, you know, if if you're going to 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 run or manage a business, uh, certainly helps to identify what your customer looks like. Uh, and and I felt very strongly about you know not only understanding and knowing the industry, but also felt very confident in my ability to to sell these services and work. With, with clients to ultimately help them, you know, and, and focus on, on patient care. That makes a lot of sense. I can see that for sure. So you've had a unique view in the infusion industry. I'm imagining you've seen hundreds, thousands of infusion centers. And I often think we, we learn best through our struggles. Um, what would you say has been your biggest challenge in the infusion space? Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a great question. I, I, I'd say, you know, uh, at least in in my industry and and where I you know primarily spend most of my time, my, my biggest challenge is, has been more around uh, getting infusion providers to work with with accurate data. So as you think about you know kind of the the, the service that we that we we offer today is is fairly uh, complex in terms of you know uh, looking at various different pieces of financial data and information around pricing around rebates. Um, and so oftentimes I noticed that a lot of, uh, you know, customers weren't necessarily making kind of an apples to apples comparison uh, in the data. Um, and so it was really difficult for, for them to make, you know, sound decisions to move forward and manage their business effectively um, because they were just struggling to kind of sift through some of the some of the you know various different um, things, whether that was. Um, you know the, the the contract price, whether it was look, you know, thinking about the the manufacturer rebates. Uh, there's a myriad of kind of things that you have to to sort of think through and uh, making sure that the, the the data is comparable to one another. Um, I'd say my second biggest challenge thus far has just been getting you know infusion providers to admit that they 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 don't know everything about drug pricing and really evaluating their GPO and distribution options. Uh, and I don't don't mean that in a negative way, but many times you know the people who have been in the industry for the longest. Um, feel like a consultant could potentially undermine them or make them appear as though they don't understand the market or how to do their job. Um, but in reality, th- this market is just constantly changing and evaluating drug pricing isn't really an everyday situation that's being managed. Um, and so it becomes you know, very complex for them to kind of keep up on this. There's just not a lot of opportunity for them to, to constantly be involved in, in all aspects of, you know, drug pricing and evaluating their options in the market. And so that's where we, we certainly come in and, and help them think through those, those critical decisions. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I've been in healthcare a little over 20 years and I think that drug pricing is one of the most complex things. And just when I think I understand all the nuances of it, I learn about another player that I didn't even know existed that was affecting the price of the drugs or, you know, a rebate or it's, yeah, I'm glad there's people like you that understand it. They can help walk providers through it and show us where all the the hidden, hidden pricing is. 
Many, uh, many, many hours spent uh, in, in Excel crunching numbers and lots of spreadsheets. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it can, it can certainly make your, make your head hurt after a while, but, uh, but somebody, somebody apparently has to do it. Yeah, Woody, I can see how that would be a big challenge. Um, It sounds like something that you feel pretty passionate about, and then it might be tied to an actual example. Is, Is that the case? Uh, yeah, f- funny you should ask. Yeah, I, 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 I've got many cases. Unfortunately, I can I can give you some some context on on one specifically that that, that comes to mind. But but yeah. yes, there's uh, you know we, we had a prospective client we started working with um, and reviewing their drug pricing, and they were initially referred over to us just because um, they they had been in business for a little over a year. Um, you know, weren't really making the the money they had anticipated, and were actually considering shutting down the infusion center um, and sending most of their patients back to the hospital. Um, as as we began reviewing, you know, kind of the information they they provided, I immediately started noticing just some some critical errors from a pricing standpoint. Uh, you know, for example, they they were paying kind of the wholesale acquisition cost on a couple key products. Uh, that they should have been paying a much lower contract price on. Um, they they had also, I think they had kind of declared some of their purchasing for specific drugs across multiple GPOs. Um, they they told me that they thought they could join all the GPOs, um, you know, which which oftentimes, you know, is a little bit of a, a mis, misleading uh, thing about, you know, in, in terms of the business. Um, people think they can just join any of them. Um, and so this didn't allow them to collect any manufacturer rebates on those products. And so uh, we were able to provide obviously some guidance and support and help them recognize the dollars that they were missing out on, um, which you know ultimately impacts their ability to remain open and serve their patients and continue to provide them with, with quality care at a, at a convenient location. So it's a it's it's an interesting story. Obviously, most of mine are not not that drastic, um, but it just goes to kind of show, um, you know, that that if we want to provide a top notch experience for patients in the industry, uh, we we need to make the contracting process, you know, a, a pretty pretty big focus for us. It sounds like those margins um, really could make a huge difference, and in this center, even whether or not its ability to stay open. Can you speak to that a little bit generally, not about this center? Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, and it, that's it's a good question. I mean, most most people may not you know realize this, but I mean, this is a a very narrow margin business. Uh, I, you know, we see most most um, uh, operating infusion centers are running below six eight percent. Uh, you know, in terms of earnings, so it just becomes critical to negotiate and manage your drug pricing. Um, you know, we always think about kind of medication errors, but also pricing errors can be just as critical um, in terms of, of how you're managing managing your center. And so just avoiding those at all costs and really making sure that, you know, everything is pretty well buttoned up from, a, you know, how do we source the medication? How, you know, do we receive a rebate from the manufacturer? What do we need to do in order to, to qualify to receive that? All of those things are absolutely critical. And so, you know, we can we can help infusion centers kind of think through that, making sure that they understand kind of what is, um, you know, what's typical uh, in the market from a pricing standpoint, uh, and then also help them thinking through, you know, some of the other solutions and things to, to help manage that more effectively. That is really great information because obviously we are all here to care for patients. We've got to be able to have our doors open to do that, though. And so paying attention to that pricing is really key. Well, with what you've experienced so far, um, it sounds like you've you've had a lot of aha moments. What what would you say is your biggest light bulb moment in infusion? 
Yeah, it's a, it's another, uh, it's an interesting question. I, I, I'd say, you know, my, my biggest moment uh, this far has probably been seeing, you know, a lot of the practices and infusion groups just struggle to figure out whether they're making the best decision, right? I, I was, I was just always shocked at the amount of time it was taking for some of them, uh, you know, for some of the, the the groups or customers to choose a distribution or GPO partner. Um, you know, oftentimes it was exceeding six plus months. Um, and that just felt like a, a real tangible problem I could I could solve. Um, you know that that and really kind of understanding the impact we can have for a practice and its patients. Um, you know, for me, at the end of the day, the, the patients are obviously the focus for everyone uh, in this industry, um, and we're just happy to play you know kind of a small part in ensuring our clients can focus on patient care and not worry about their cost structure. You know, oftentimes I'll hear. Uh, customers continuously ask, hey, you know, do we think we have the best contract? Do we think that we've done this correctly? Um, and it, it really holds them up in terms of their ability to move forward and focus on what, what really matters. And so, um, you know, just kind of noticing that that was a, a real big problem and an issue in the industry has really allowed me to kind of think about how can we effectively solve those problems and help help customers really focus on things that matter, such as, you know, um, you know patient referrals, um, building a team, uh, opening new locations, you know, trying to really focus on the patient and, and how to give them a positive experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially for the people that are, you know, offering cash pricing to patients, they don't stand a chance at being able to offer competitive pricing if they don't have good pricing themselves to begin with. So um, yeah, it's huge. So one of the things you and I talked about previously, and I'm super curious what your answer is, is um, what do you wish infusion centers knew about sourcing and distributors that they don't? What, what are those things that you're often shocked that people don't know about? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting thought. I mean, I would say some of the biggest things that I'm always kind of surprised by is, you know, we 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 work with private equity firms um, who have you know all the money in the in the world to go consolidate and and open new locations, and we also work with you know uh, practice administrators who have been in this business for 20, 20 plus years, um, and I'm always surprised that you know that there, there's always something that they that, you know that they just don't know. Um, and, and there's always, you know, sometimes unrealistic expectations on improving their cost of goods sold or drug pricing. Right. And so we, we can help them ensure that they're being realistic with investors, um, that they're, you know, that they're ultimately able to convey to their team what they can expect, um, you know, in terms of cost savings as they continue to grow or they continue to, to open new locations. Um, we, we see often that this helps them just move faster and execute on other critical decisions. Um, and so, you know, a, a big thing for us is really just making sure that they can, uh, you know, understand that, that, that there's a pretty meaningful impact ultimately to uh, to this and and how to to navigate it can be can be somewhat complex. Um, there's just there's just very few opportunities that these infusion groups have to do this. You know, oftentimes you'll renegotiate your drug pricing three, maybe four times in a ten year period, and that that simply just isn't enough time to to have the experience that's necessary to be able to uh, to really do this uh, in a manner that's that's done well. Wow, yeah, that's that's a long time if you don't have. Um, pricing that you're you're really happy with or that's really working for your practice. Wow. 
Yeah. And a lot of times we, you know, we, we see that the, the practices are, you know, changing, right. They're evolving. They're, they're mm-hmm. the mix of their products is changing. Um, you know, the payers are mandating various different biosimilar therapies. Um, there's new therapies that are coming out um, like a Tepeza that are taking up a, you know, a pretty significant portion of their, um, you know, of their, of their revenues. And so as the business continues to grow and evolve and changes over time, um, you know, the, the, the way that that business is looked at is certainly different from a pricing perspective, right? And so oftentimes the, the, the pricing can be more advantageous um, as they continue to, to grow, but also as their mix changes uh, in a more favorable direction as well. And so I think that's probably one of the, the bigger things that we always find that's always a little bit of a surprise to me is just kind of how much additional you know, information and value is out there that, that, that can be found. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with some of the recent supply chain issues, and I suspect the previous question applies to this quite a bit, um, any pearls of wisdom for infusion center operators working with the current supply chain challenges? Uh, yes, um, good, good question here as well, Amanda. That you know some of the some of the thoughts, um, you know, it certainly uh, can't can't solve all of the supply chain uh, woes that we're experiencing or, or going through. Um, whether it's a result of COVID or inflation or whatever it might be, um, you know, one of the things that I often encourage, though, a lot of you know, a lot of our uh, clients that we work with is, you know, many of the distributors actually manufacture um, and private label many of the the medical supplies today. So whether it's gloves, you know, table paper, needles, gowns, etc., um, a lot of times the, the, these supplies are sold through the same exact distributor that you're procuring your specialty drugs from. And so uh, the margins on those medical supplies can be, you know, uh, fairly, fairly strong, uh, you know, much, much higher than the um, than the specialty drugs. And so, you know, combining the two can be a a pretty significant advantage for for practices to think about Um, today. A lot of them could be buying them from a, you know, a third party medical supplies uh, distributor that that does not also sell the drugs. And so the ability to combine those two things can continue to help you reduce your cost of goods sold um, and and just leverage your overall purchasing power with with that entity. Great advice. Thank you for that. So moving gears just a little bit, what are you most excited about right now in the infusion space? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, today, probably most excited about um, uh, continuing to work with new clients and, and learn about their infusion goals and, and journey, um, you know, whether that's a, a startup or a large network looking to, you know, consolidate or scale. Uh, I enjoy working with them and helping them in a manner that I, I don't think has really existed previously in the market. Um I'd say I'm probably also excited about how the market's going to continue to evolve and expand. Um, you know, as as we think about expanding access and supporting patient care, um, as I think about the ongoing, you know, heavy investment that's going on in the infusion space right now, I think that that often leads to new innovations and new ways of doing things. Um, and so I'm excited about the future of the industry and to see how the, the continued investment in patient care is going to evolve over the next five, 10 years, um, whether that's ambulatory infusion, home infusion, specialty pharmacy, et cetera. Uh, I, I think it's, it's, an, it's exciting when, when you know, new dollars are being invested to try to make the overall process a better experience um, for patients. 
Yeah, we've seen so many changes in the last few years. I can't wait to see what it looks like 20 years from now. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be very interesting in terms of you know uh, the, not not only the patient experience, but obviously you know where they're being treated, how they're being treated, um, kind of the modalities in which uh, which we're leveraging in order to do that. Um, so yeah, certainly a very exciting time to to be in the industry in the space. Yeah. All right, Woody. One last piece of advice that you would offer to our infusion center owners and operators. Um, one last piece of advice. Um, I, I would say, you know, no, no matter your size or relevance, you know, to, to the market, um, you know, should never be afraid to ask for help. Um, you know, we, we want to help you manage your infusion center more effectively, really. So you can ultimately focus on your patients. Um, you know, with, with all the challenges of running a business, you know, as we talked about the rising cost of labor and supplies, um, we, we really understand how critical it is to do this correctly. Um, and, and ultimately, I think some of the best infusion providers in the country are the ones that are willing to seek help, not because they, you know, they don't know something, but because they aren't afraid to learn something new. And so I, I guess I would say, you know, continue to, to think about, you know, how are ways you can provide uh, a better patient experience, but also think about, you know, what, what is what is meaningful in terms of um, the overall growth that you've experienced, what are the goals that are that you have for your infusion center, and ultimately, how can you, you know, achieve those goals by by thinking about, um, you know, things aside from price, but also technology and solutions, um, you know, the, the, the distributors and uh, GPOs have invested so heavily in a lot of these things that that they're they're underutilized today, and so I think those are the other piece of advice I would say is is really continue to explore, you know, what is out there in the market that can really help your infusion uh, business continue to accelerate and, and achieve the goals that you have for it. That makes a ton of sense. Well, Woody, thank you for all you've done for the infusion space. Thank you for all of the spreadsheets and the contracts so that our providers can focus on taking care of patients. And thanks for carving out a little bit of time to be on the We Infuse podcast. Absolutely. Thanks Thanks so much for having me, Amanda. That was really insightful from Woody on why good contracts are so important and so good to know that there are resources available. Well, if you aren't familiar with the WeInfuse software platform, take a test drive to see how it can save you time and money in your practice while creating a safer place for infusions. My name is Amanda Brummett, and we'll catch you in the next episode.